0: Welcome to the amateur movie review hour. I'm Trevor, and with me I have Megs, and I have Josh. Hello, hola.
1: In uh, Spanish
0: today? Are you? I'm um, done with it. Uh, <laughs> and it's over. I was. Got, <laughs> was I it. had a lot more questions. Did you? <laughs> Did, well, let's go ahead. Uh, let's, let's. Yeah. Um, where is the butcher shop? Um. I don't know how to say any of that. Okay. No está. I I, I I would guess that probably wrong. I would have said donde es uh, carniceria.
2: Oh, that's, that's probably say, wrong. That's how you say <laughs> where is the butcher shop. Yes. Did I ask what is? You say where? Uh, you said where is? So I would need to tell you where it is, and I would say A derecha. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I pointed left, but I meant right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I once tried to tell somebody turn right, and I, I. I
2: I used the Oh. Yeah. No, that's, derecha is right, esquerda is left. Yeah. I, I took French. Ooh, okay. What so it, what, I don't. Huh? Oh, do you, do you watch what,
0: what is right and left in French?
3: Oh gosh, I don't remember. It's has like, 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 like 30 do, years. Do, 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 bo, bo. Um, I used to actually, <laughs> I used to know this. I don't remember.
2: Yeah, it was. there so was there like a cheat, like, da, 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 da. I don't know.
3: Yeah like, blah, blah, blah.
2: yeah, like the left looks like I I didn't
3: use those words very often, <laughs> even in like even in the the little conversation I ever did. So left and right didn't come up a lot. I is wasn't, it? although we did have to learn how to give directions. That was on one of the tests. I remember that, but mm. and I took it for a few years too. We just didn't have a whole lot of people to talk to out here in Phoenix.
2: Oh, it's like that song at the end sure. of the movie we're going to yeah. review, where they do that French song. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah there is. Yeah, is it is the is the original was in French right I think it was yeah and then it was done in English or covered in English yeah yeah uh before we get b- before we start re uh reviewing uh Death Proof or Grindhouse Death Proof our movie tonight I I thought I'd just go over something really quick but I want before I did I wanted to ask you both what is your
2: favorite muscle car Um, GTO judge, yeah, yeah. Competition orange.
3: I'm not a huge muscle car kind of girl.
2: You're not a muscle car, mommy.
3: I'm not a muscle car, mommy. It's not usually my thing, but I have seen some pretty sweet looking ones over the years.
2: You like? I picture you liking like the um the Porsche from um 16 Candles.
3: That's not a muscle car. Yeah, just saying. I picture you liking that though. (laughs) No, I didn't. I don't like that that year for Porsche. I do like a good old Porsche, but that's not a year I would like. But um, uh, muscle car, you know, like as long as it's nice and cherry, I probably like it. And okay. it's not red. I don't like red cars. So if it's like a cool so car, cherry, like but not green red. or white or um, like a cool color combo, mm. like green or something, or I mean a blue, I mean, that's cool. Do
0: you like do Do you like a, a loud a loud muscle car? Or do you like a a regular sounding muscle
2: car.
3: I if it's outside of my bedroom window, I want it to be very quiet. But other than that, I do think a, a loud one's kind of cool. Mm. If it, if you're out on the road or something, can it like that, have
2: quiet muscles. Got to have loud muscles.
3: Yeah, it doesn't really make sense not to be loud. I just we have a neighbor. It's yeah. very loud, and I don't care for that.
0: <laughs> there's, uh, it's not a muscle car. I think there's a truck, um, in the neighborhood somewhere around here. But it has a very loud and throaty exhaust sound. It's great. Except mm-hmm. when I'm trying to sleep yeah. at like six in the morning mm-hmm. and this motherfucker comes by and like uh, and it's although it letters. is my fault I do leave my window open oh. during the winter and fall and spring. Oh so, so. all of them
3: all of the seasons. <laughs> yeah.
0: Except for summer.
3: <laughs> oh, oh that's right. Let uh, let I'm, that I'm, heat I'm, in. We don't live in that kind of town where you can leave it open in summertime. And
0: where where I'm at between that that street and then the one that's over there there's people just going up and down oh, yeah. especially at night they they just
3: cuz that's a fun drive left. right there yeah it is you yeah, live on is. a fun drive
0: uh-huh mhm uh so Mer- uh, merriam webster dictionary describes a muscle car as a car that came into use um during the 60s right i'm sorry the term muscle car came in during the 1960s 1966 but it is defined as a group of American-made two-door sports coupes with powerful engines designed for high-performance driving.
2: Um, yeah, and that's not really cornering either. These are just straightaway cars for yes, speed. Yes. Yeah, yeah they, the yeah.
0: the muscle cars are definitely more of drag racing cars. Yeah. You, you don't really see them. You can, but you go to lighter, um, quicker Cars. I'm not going to say faster, just quicker, uh, like a Toyota or a a Honda, if you're wanting to do, like, drifting or or something else in that regard. You can still drag race with those other cars. However, muscle cars were the predominant and still predominant um, car type in drag racing. Um, General Motors was the first to really start the muscle car war Um, they created the Rocket V8 which was used in the Oldsmobile 98 Um, then along came Chrysler when they created their Hemi engine which really Mm. sort of propelled them to the forefront Um, and they put that muscle car or that that engine which is a 331 cubic inch um, and the, the General Motors created the 303 cubic inch so, the bigger you go, the the faster you can go. Um, and and then you know, just actually, that's really about it. That's what started. That's sort of what started the muscle car uh, fad. Um, and then through the years, you know, shows such as, um. Uh, Dukes of Hazard is one that has you know uses a muscle car. The, during the sixties and seventies, muscle cars were used a lot. Yeah, Bullet, one of my favorite movies. I believe that was a Mustang. It's a
2: Boss Mustang.
0: Yeah, yeah like love it. Um, no, I'm thinking of Gone in Sixty Seconds. I think I miss, I think I misquoted that's the a, car that's in Bullet. That's
2: a GT Mustang. Yeah, and Bullet it, is a Mustang too, though. Yeah, yeah, they're both Mustangs. Okay, just just different. Yeah, it's types. different. Yeah, like um, one's a fastback, one's not. I think. Yeah,
0: and for those who fastbacks are, um, another term for another model of muscle car, especially for the Mustang. Yeah, uh, but it can be applied to others. I just don't. Re- I don't recall. Um, if you can, I mean, you know, got the like a fastback on like a Nova.
2: Yeah, you got the the most famous. One of the most famous ones was uh, the Pontiac Firebird from. Uh, mm? You know what it's from. He's been there loaded up and Yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. The yeah. Band. But yeah, you got to think those '80s movies. A lot of them, they they kind of took that muscle car thing and kind of extended it a little further. Because I think the '70s it kind of fell off to a little a little bit. Yes, you know. Yes, especially yeah.
0: after the the uh, um, the oil crisis yeah. in the '70s, yeah. where there was a big gas per. Um, Lack of gas yeah. production. Right.
2: Then your 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 classic sedan came out. Your four door, you know, like this four, good, get four you, good cylinder gas mileage. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, the seventies
3: yeah. did. I mean, you know, it was really the eighties that killed everything. When you got, they, it just got really into sports cars in the eighties. Yeah. Sure, eighties was all yeah. about the sports. Euro- late seventies right. in sports cars. I think yeah, late seventies like, started the whole sports car thing. yeah
2: it changed. That's when you started getting like your I-Rocks, your Camaro I-Rocks, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Transams got big, but yeah. that was like. You know, um Night Rider. Yeah, you know, things like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. And then he had Miami Vice that just changed everything. Oh, Every, yeah. You know.
2: yeah, what what are they driving
3: then? They were driving it was like a weird convertible. It was a uh well they had the he he had a couple of cars over the years. Yeah. Or a few maybe they or, were all
2: like like um convertibles though, weren't they? Yeah or
3: um Ferrari. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, because it was the Miami scene, there was a Ferrari there. Yeah, yeah.
3: And you had Magnum Pi. Oh
2: yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Ferrari. Yeah, yep. couldn't put the top down on that. His head's sticking out the top. That's right. <laughs> like yeah, just, like the the windshield is just like all the wind is going directly yeah. into his eyeballs. You just hope it doesn't yeah. rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just
3: it, no rain, even though it rains all the time. No rain. It
2: doesn't rain in Hawaii ever. <laughs> no, <It's> just, <laughs> that's a
1: no.
3: not when I'm Magnum's sorry. driving. <laughs> well, no, of course not.
2: The sun always super... shines on top. That's Sarrick. right. <laughs> We're talking. Uh, our, I bought Hawaii. So just this is a brief little offshoot of something. Not anything to do with movies at all, but okay. I just heard like a um a, um apparently a um conspiracy theory that there was some hu- that when the when the the Malibu caught on fire that there was supposedly some huge beam of light that was shot down and it's supposed to be connected to NASA or something like that or some <laughs> some technology. Somebody was telling me the other day at my work and I was just like and they're like there's all these pictures of it and stuff and I'm like Okay, somebody somebody wanted to take out Malibu, you know, Maui, Maui, Maui. Maui yeah. not That's because yeah. you're
3: you're dealing with a, a non-sober people.
2: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So look that up if you want. But apparently, there's different pictures of some weird. There light are that so many conspiracies
3: following that situation with the blue buildings and like there. It's the, the conspiracies are ridiculous um before
0: we uh get into the the, i'm gonna cut that one uh i have a couple of facts about the the chevy nova specifically in death proof um there were seven of them used total um the reason why it's a chevy nova is because quentin tarantino might have an affinity for it nothing solid uh, he did use one in Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. He also used one in Pulp Fiction as the car that uh Jules and god damn it. Could never remember. Vincent. Oh, Vincent, Vince Vincent. Jules Vince Vigget. Yep, yep. They when they're driving, um afterwards, after they clean up the actually no, it's the same fucking car. They yeah. use the same car because they put all the sheets and stuff over mm-hmm. yeah. over the the bench seat in the back. Um they also used. They added sounds. The Chevy Nova isn't that throaty like stock. Well, yeah, of course. So they added added additional sound afterwards. Um, the license plate on the Chevy Nova that's driven by Kurt Russell uh, references uh, Bullet. The mm. license plate is JJZ one zero nine, which is the same um license plate number that was on the Yeah yeah Ford Mustang Fastback and Bullet
2: Um That one had Brand X on the front didn't it?
3: That's the other that's that was the girls car.
2: Yeah but the it? one he was driving that was really okay never mind. May, yeah. it, there might have been two. Like, there the may the girl's have been one on the back X. and one on the front. Okay. There may have been one on, on the, front the front of the girls' car the yellow one it did definitely said brand X.
3: Yeah the girls were brand X.
2: That's right. The the speed scene
0: in the second or you know the final closing 15 minutes of this movie all real they were going that fast they didn't speed up the camera at all to get that where normally a lot of movies would use that trick of just speeding up the film rate to make it look like the car is traveling at a much higher rate of speed than which it usually
2: would that's what yeah Tarantino said. The ballsiest chick was uh, Rosario Dawson because she's just in the car, sure. completely no control over anything, yeah. not a stunt person at all. Just in this fucking like car that's fucking blitzing down the highway, Fuck smashing yeah. into other cars. Like, oh
0: yeah, yeah. And they were up you know hitting hitting upwards of a hundred miles an hour in some of those. Uh, the engine was especially treated. Um. So they what that means is that they. Uh, Kicked up the cubic inch uh, to 350, and it was a V8. It boarded out, yeah. Yeah. They also added a 650 Edelbrock carburetor, which just means they could get more gas in. I think that's what the larger numbers is. It's larger,
2: so you get more fuel into there, yeah.
0: And I'd I'd like to take time to tell you what a carburetor is, but I'm not going to. Uh, There was special shocks as well, and a 12-gallon fuel cell that had rollover valves. Quickly, all a fuel cell is something that is very enclosed. It's um, nearly indestructible. And the rollover valves mean that they just, there's a valve that keeps the gasoline from spilling out of the fuel cell. Really for safety. For prevent safety. fires. Yes. Yeah. The the stunt in the end of the first half, where the car smashes into the other one, that was all luck. Like, like, not the smashing, but the way that the car landed after that. And where it landed, pure luck. Like they tried, they they had a plan, and they got it done. So that landing was actually just a, like they got that shot, and they're like, "Hot damn, that's what we needed. We're good."
2: That was on the jump.
0: That would um when when they when they meet head to head, when the girl. Oh, in ah, the, yes, the first, yes, yeah, the first yes, one, okay. yes, yeah.
2: Oh, the way it kind of went over the top. Okay, yeah, yeah, had, yeah, and yeah. landed.
0: Like, it went yeah. over the top and landed and then it flipped, precisely yeah. where they wanted to. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was all luck. They didn't have to do that many times. Hmm. Um, the rubber duck ornament. I found this out. Does anybody else know what it is in homage to? I saw, it's, but I
3: forgot. Yeah, I, already, I read the trivia. It was... Now I forgot. Convoy. Convoy, yes. Yes, Chris Christopherson,
0: the that's right. Yes, and of the seven that were that were used in um, Death Proof, two of them survived. <laughs> the surviving models had some interesting touches. Not nothing too much outside of what like Kurt Russell tells us in the movie. Everything, everything extra was taken out. There's no backseat. There's no passenger seat. There's a roll cage. There's it's there's not even an AC compressor. There wouldn't have been an AC compressor in that car. More weight. They don't need it because they want it to go fast. This isn't a car of comfort. It is a car of
1: Utility. purpose. Yes, yes.
0: Um, and the last fact is that uh, the uh, the stuntman Buddy Joe Hooker, who play who was Russell, Kurt Russell's stuntman, bought one of the surviving two for five hundred bucks.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, like that is a great car to buy. Like mm-hmm. the way that it's already like put in, or decked out. Oh, yeah. fuck, five hundred bucks. You saved like ten to fifteen grand mm-hmm. on that. Yep. Uh, that's that's just a couple of facts and uh, topic I wanted to bring up before we got into the review. What is the amateur movie review hour? Before we began our podcast, the three of us curated a list of approximately 100 movie genres. We then fed that list to a magical random generator that we used to provide us with a movie genre. The three of us take turns choosing movies to watch that fit into the chosen genre. We then watch that movie and attempt to return bi-weekly to review and discuss that movie. The only movies that we have banned are Marvel and DC movies from the past 15 years. I am not a professional movie reviewer. I just love to watch movies and then review those movies with my friends and you, my fellow screen fiend. All right. See, the, the title of today's movie is grindhouse death proof. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, it was initially released as a double feature with grindhouse planet terror. Yep. And then I believe eventually I didn't, it didn't, it didn't do too well in 2007. Right. People weren't around for the double feature. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't as big. It's, you 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 could pr- they could probably try to release that today and yeah. probably do all right with the length of movies that have been come out now come out now yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the writer and director is Quentin Tarantino. The actors are Kurt Russell, Rosario Dawson, Vanessa Ferlito, Jordan Ladd, Rose McGowan, Cindy Portier, Tracy Toms, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Zoe Bell. Um. For those of you who were fans of Xena the Warrior Princess, Zoe Bell is her stunt double.
2: That's right. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about
0: that. the release The release date was April six, two thousand and seven. The runtime is one hundred and thirteen minutes. Josh, why would you pick this
2: movie? Um. So I feel. I feel like. I watched this when it did come when it came out in the theaters, and um, I enjoyed it. Like, but like I like his wordy movies. You know, I don't need all yeah. the other shit. Sometimes, I know he's like sometimes it's cinematography. He kind of gets all over the place with that. But the one thing that normally stays true is the dialogue. Yes, and I like good dialogue. It's like really enjoyed. Um, the one reason when it came to because it's specifically towards the soundtrack. It's not that great a soundtrack, but. When I had the DVD of this, like the the um, the title screen or whatever, is the end song playing, and it plays over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And one (laughs) night I fell asleep and I left it on, and it played like probably forty times, maybe more, like a lot. And the song just got stuck in my head. And also didn't want to go one of the major, you know, Tarantino movies because it's so down. So uh, maybe people haven't seen this, they'll enjoy it. Maybe they hate it. I don't care, whatever. Sure, that's up to you. But I thought and as I did a little more research on it like just finding out like how they kind of came to like the idea of the movie was like him and Sean Penn hanging out. What? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. Him and Sean Penn were hanging out and they were talking about like like a movie about a stunt driver or something like that. And it came down to like, you know, but what about all the oh, cars? Oh no, he or-
3: was talking about wanting to buy a Volvo. That's right. Because he wanted, he wanted get a to safe get home. car. Yeah, he wanted yeah. a safe car. That's what Full it was. Pretty safe. And, and he's shocked. like, yeah. he's like,
2: for ten or fifteen thousand, you can have a death proof. And he's like, what's death proof? And that's how the the movie came to be. Like okay. that's that was the idea. And he's like, just like you know, everything flashed in his head. Yeah. But he also calls this the worst movie he ever did.
0: Yeah. Well, compared to what he's
2: done, this yeah. is
0: probably up there. I'm- but but also the intent was to make it in the way that it was done. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like I I think yeah. it's successful the, in what he wanted I to do. I think he had that
3: kitschy thing that he he really wanted that look, the uh, the grindhouse look. Yeah. The, yeah. And he went um, in and
2: didn't like and do it, he scrubbed it himself. He did all this stuff himself instead of digitally he was, doing he it. He
3: was really big on the Switchblade Sisters and all oh, the yeah. other grindhouse movies that he just sure. th- like he was bought he had bought and he was like I just he wanted I think he wanted his own just his to put with that group. Yeah. He wanted something that of his own that would go into that little grouping and he did it you know yeah. it's yeah is it the worst i mean i don't know there are parts of of kill bill especially volume two that i didn't i could i could sleep through you know I'm sure just, i'm done yeah but um i don't know i thought this movie was like hateful
2: eight too it's like it's not a great movie oh i could watch i, like I
3: can watch it. hateful eight over and over it's a great movie the first time i saw it i think i i think i loved it more the second time but yeah it's a great yeah.
0: movie well it's no uh, a, a series. This just
2: looks well. so cold. <laughs> it
3: <Like, laughs> just looks so cold. I don't like it. It is cold. So cool. I don't. I
0: don't recall. I I don't recall if I went to see this in theaters. I do. I do recall watching it after it was released. Yeah. Like, I definitely saw it on DVD.
3: It was one of the first that I did not see at the theater. Like that was kind of weird that I didn't rush out to see this one. And at first I planned on it. I don't know why I didn't, but um. So something about it just didn't wasn't I wasn't like oh I've got to see it. Yeah,
0: that. it was 2007. Like mm-hmm. I I I I wasn't there. I I was in a totally different
2: space of my life during that year. Like, you were like watching House Stella got her groove back. Yeah. yeah. No. It's <laughs> like, like I like being inspired by African American women. You know. Why not? Yeah. I'm gonna go to an and fuck a bunch of dudes. <laughs>
3: i think with this movie i found the first part really boring although i liked i liked the look of it i really love the look of it i found it very masturbatory for quentin you know it was just so much masturbatory it it is but the first part especially to me i think you don't really get it i feel like they're two separate movies yeah they 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 didn't even feel the same Mm -mm. um the second part feel felt so much feel felt so much more polished than the yeah. first part, and I I w- I almost wish the second part I although the second part was kind of my favorite part just because it got down to the nitty gritty, but I kind of liked I like the looks of the first part more, and I wanted it to have that same uh, feel on the second round, and I almost felt like like we I, like it was just so. Like messy in the beginning, and I I wanted it to kind of stay that way, the film wise at least, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I that was the only problem I had with that. Really, was that kind of switch over when it suddenly just went into like, and I, I I kind of I'm guessing that's what they did with the black and white. Was that was going to be the changeover. Sure. because you know it went into the black it went from the like the really like blah, into the black and white and then it got better and it was almost like it was trying to show that oh we maybe they brought in a better cinematographer for the second half of the movie or maybe the money got better for the second half you know something like that sure. and I'm guessing that's what they were going for but um, yeah so the first half I love the feel and the look of that first half I love the storyline on the second half
0: I, I think this. Will, I, Kurt Russell fucking rocks, man.
3: Kurt Russell oh, does God. a
0: great job at everything. When when he was on the porch, uh, talking to talking to Butterfly,
3: uh-huh. he's just so good.
0: I I was ready. I was like, well, I'm I'm ready, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: just he's he's one of those guys who he's he was still great looking when he did this. Yeah. He was what in his fifties back then.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, still looking oui. great. You know, uh, still. I mean I know that they were kinda acting like he's this old guy, but I'm telling you, if you're that if you're young and a guy who looks like that walks into the bar, I don't care how old he is he's pretty hot.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there, I there's was, a reason why they're called silver foxes. Yeah.
3: And I was like closer to those girls' ages when this movie came out. Sure. So that was kind and that was my scene. I was still hanging out in bars, you know, not as much. Yeah. No, I was still hanging I was working in a bar. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was kind of the scene, you know. I was only a few years after I was hanging out with my single friends, hanging out and doing the single stuff, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. if that guy came in, it'd be better than the old fat guys who were always coming in <laughs> sure. and hitting on the girls, you
0: know. Uh, well, you don't. You guys don't have any other further thoughts or.
3: Um, I, I do want to comment on the the soundtrack because I didn't notice the soundtrack. I kind of had to go back through and rewatch it. Um. I'm not really pleased with the soundtrack I don't think it was bad bad but it didn't stand out at all um I did accidentally come across um yesterday I was listening to a song on the radio I thought this this is great what is this and I got home I looked up the 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 band it was um it was um Mink DeVille I am not familiar with Mink DeVille but I knew the song that was playing I'd heard it before I was like well I've heard this song before why have I never heard of Mink DeVille? What have they done? So I look them up and I have this whole, I'm going to watch some of the videos of their songs to see. And I see one that says death proof. And that's the song that the black and white scene when he pulls in and he's listening to on his radio,
1: mm. Kurt Russell.
3: So I was like, well, that's hilarious. I just introduced myself before I even watched the movie to one of the songs. Yeah. And that's when I also kind of looked this guy up. They also did. Um, He also did the, the song for princess bride.
2: Oh, very cool. So it's,
3: kind of that weird thing where it's a person i never really knew so i i am i probably wouldn't have been as excited if i hadn't been watching death proof and i hadn't seen it in the movie you know but other than that i don't think the, mo- the music really stuck out no um it was underused for a quentin tarantino f- film that's for sure especially yeah. considering he brought in his own du- jukebox for the movie Really, that was his that was own his jukebox. juke. That's his very jukebox. Cool, very cool. And those are all the Those are the records he has. It like those are oh, very specific records. Today. Nice. So I was kind of surprised that it, he underutilized that. Yeah. I wanted more. I wanted more music. There were scenes that I thought should have had music, just because they he, were they you know because he is they are dialogue heavy, but they needed at least to finish with a with some Quentin Tarantino music or something.
0: Yeah, I, I I felt the same way. Where it was it was more or less we were just listening to what the characters were listening to, right? That the soundtrack really didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, and I think I think the score was much more impactful, I, because a lot of it was happening during during the action sequences, anyways. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't main. It wasn't long. They didn't use a lot of of Extended soundtrack or score time. Uh-huh. It was really truncated. Mm-hmm. It was short, and exactly. that was it. Maybe the what? Down in Mexico was the one song that was played from beginning to end in its entirety, mm-hmm. which was great. Like it fit the scene, really fit the scene.
3: Yeah.
2: All right,
0: uh, Josh, you got anything further? You good?
2: No, rock and roll.
0: All right, well, let's uh let's get into it. This exploitation homage movie begins with a, the opening credits over a shot of a pair of women's feet on dashboard, on the dashboard of a car as the last race by Jack Nitzky plays in the background. An intercut sequence begins with Julia, Jungle Julia, played by Cindy Poitier, laying on her couch in her apartment getting stoned, and a POV. From a POV shot from the interior of a car looking forward out onto a single-lane road. The car seems to be traveling at a high rate of speed.
3: It's Sydney.
0: Sydney? Yeah. Is that not what I said?
3: You said Cindy.
0: Oh, okay. Sydney. The movie cuts back to Julia in her apartment. Julia hears a car car horn honk, so she heads to her window. On the street below, she sees two of her friends, Arlene and Shauna. Shauna, or... Shanna Banana, not Shauna. Shanna Banana. Shanna Banana. Shana Banana. Shana. It's Arlene and Shanna. Uh, Arlene being played by Vanessa for, Vanessa Ferlito, and Shanna being played by Jordan Ladd. They exit their car and head to their apartment while Arlene is holding her crotch in the... I, I don't... Megs? Just got a finger in there. <laughs> is, is is that how a woman holds no. her... I didn't think so. I did not think so. Now, now being a...
3: Now, there is a point where sometimes we do get to that point where we're literally trying to hold it in. Sure. But, um, yeah, we don't usually do that. Sure. That's not really a thing. I mean, I, I don't know. I Most girls won't do that, but I guess if there is that worry that it's going to start... Spraying, I don't know. Sure,
0: I, I don't. I don't know either. Fucking cats. <laughs> uh, all I know is when I was young, yes, I I did that when I was young. Yeah. But I also have a penis, which can be.
3: This dumb. was written by a person is, with a penis. I
0: know.
1: I know.
2: <laughs> Breaking news: <laughs> Trevor Brown has a penis. Everybody, Just in case you didn't know, I didn't realize Jordan Ladd was Penelope.
3: It's Penelope. Of I didn't course. realize that. It's though. Cheryl Latt's daughter.
2: Just saying, I didn't realize that she was
3: also in Cabin Fever with Eli Roth.
2: With Eli Roth?
3: Yeah, that remember when she did Cabin Fever? Eli Roth was pissed off because she took her top off in Cabin Fe- in uh, in uh, Club, uh, Dread. Club Dread, but Uh-oh. not in Cabin Fever. And he's oh. like, "How did Broken Lizard get her to take her top wow, off?" She's
0: much older than
3: there. Oh, she's my age. Why well,
0: she didn't she didn't look like she didn't look like a. She didn't look like herself. She didn't look like
2: an elderly lady at (laughs) all.
3: Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Well yeah, but the fact that her name is Jordan Ladd, the daughter of Alan Ladd and Cheryl Ladd, the one of my favorite Charlie's Angels.
0: Oh, okay, okay. All right.
3: When you'd want to talk about car shows, there were a lot of car chases and things on the Charlie's Angels.
0: That's true. Bet you all those stunt drivers were guys in wigs too. They were. And no,
3: they're also very muscular ladies too. I remember yes, because you could yeah. always see them. Muscle yeah. mommies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muscle
0: mommies? Uh, the movie cuts to some stock footage of Austin, Texas. And was, I think it was shot probably during that time. Uh, but the three women in Shanna's car discuss all manner of things, such as tonight's birthday dinner plans at Weros. Getting in touch with Christian Christian Simonson and Jesse Letterman to let them know about let them know about the Texas Chili Par. The Texas Chili Parlor get together. Um, Arlene and Nate's love life plans for driving to Lake LBJ. And then they talk about Shanna's father, who Julia knows how to work. Ah, they, she uh, uh, Julia calls Shanna's dad Ben. Oh. They're, they're on, uh-huh, uh-huh. There is a wide shot of a black 1970 Chevy Nova following Shanna's car. The three women arrive to Huero's as Arlene sees the black Nova slowly drive by and then screeches off. Cut to the interior where the three women are, are having margaritas. A friend of Julia arrives to ask about Butterfly. Earlier that day, Julia had made an announcement on the radio, on her radio show offering a free lap dance from Arlene in exchange for any man who calls her Butterfly, buys her a drink, and then recites a portion of the poem Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. By Robert Frost. Marcy, played by Marcy Harrell. And Julia role play how the ordeal will would unfold. As the three women leave Widows, the driver of the black Novus sits across the street, watching the intoxicated women depart from depart for their next stop, the Texas Chili Parlor.
2: So there's one thing they did in like all the scenes with uh, the Russell when he looks in the mirror, and like sees his eyes or whatever. Yeah, apparently that's like an homage to Burt Reynolds because he did that in any movie he was driving a car he would always look at him Yeah, he would always like (laughs) either check himself out or like do a little like window check like a little like yeah I did
0: like the shot composition (coughs) like when he was when when you were looking on him straight on and and he he had the band of light across his eye that's always cool yeah Um, we cut to outside of the Texas Chili Parlor as Baby It's You by Smith plays not The Smiths just Mm -hmm. a band called Smith. We cut to the interior of the uh, bar, where Julia is dancing to the soundtrack music, while Omar, played by Michael Bacall, watches from the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Uh, Arlene dances with Nate, played by Omar Doom. Shauna and
2: Dov, played by Eli Roth, cheer Julia's dancing. Okay, Eli Roth, looks like he would definitely roofie somebody. Yeah. Especially in this. <laughs> I don't the, 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 net, the next scene he has with what's his ass, Omar? Uh, yeah. Like, Eli
0: Roth did that pretty well. Uh, Shanna, Shanna wonders where is Lana Frank. So, Julia calls Lana as, Je- as Jeepster by T Rex plays. After her phone call with Lana, Julia texts Christian as Sally and Jack by Pingo Donaggio plays. Yeah, everybody loves Pingo Donaggio. <laughs> Uh, house shots are brought to the table. Warren, played by Quentin Tarantino, joins them to take the house shots, and the house shots, which uh, a green chartreuse, which is fucking disgusting. I was gonna say, like, that's those, those, those not a good drink. Megan. It's terrible. Yeah, it, it's probably on the same level as. Um, he
2: he quotes Jules though. That's a tasty beverage. Yeah. 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 It's no that green chartreuse is is just gross. Like I don't know how it it tastes like tree sap and pine. Like it's very earthy. It's least, made by monks. Fuck those monks. What's what's the other? What's the stupid?
3: They can sh- only Chicago make a one? certain amount. They only make a Double certain Lord. amount a year. Yeah, yeah. They. Malort's well, the- a lot
2: more bitter, but it, yeah, it's just yeah. That's why it's, yeah, green chartreuse is expensive as fuck.
3: Well, that's because they only make a certain amount a year. And um, if they, when it's out, it's out. You can't. Are they like mom. the
2: silent monks or?
3: Well, no, they're the monks who make chartreuse.
2: I want silent monks to make stuff, though. The, I,
0: I don't, I don't think, nope. And I want them no, no mon, mon, Monks who brew
2: yeah. or distill, they're not quiet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want, I want silent monks, though. And then there's a, there's a, you can call in and complain, but it's just an empty <laughs> air. They're like, they're like, fuck you, this stuff sucks. They're like. Can I get my money back? You're like <laughs> <laughs> one click for yes, one two one two for no. That's it.
0: Arlene heads outside at Arlene heads outside for a smoke after the shots. And it's pouring rain outside. Arlene spots the black Nova from earlier when um Warren um tells one of the bartenders to turn the light on.
3: No, was it Warren?
2: It was Warren?
0: Was it? Okay. Oh yeah, he said yeah.
2: It Didn't make any sense
0: though. It like... No, it it it. it <coughs> the only reason why
2: was to do the reveal. Yeah, it's that's just the a only reason r- why. You could have had like a lightning, you know, happen in the background, yep. and all of a sudden you saw. It. But no, turn the light on, like fucking.
3: What is that? I think one of the lights is out outside. Give yep. it a switch. Give it a flip.
2: Yep. It was not on. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't out. It was just not on. Like yeah. it was stupid. <laughs> Like, what, he did it, maybe? Fucking, and then, you know, anyways, we'll jump, keep going. Well, like, no, no. But like, look at
3: us at uh, the bar all the time. We're always like, somebody forgot to turn on the front light. The, somebody forgot to turn on the light. Go turn it on. The, like, the open sign or something, you know?
2: Like, the, they showed it. There's, like, five switches there. It's, like, it's not like it was oh, one weird yeah. one. It was two, like, light switches with three on each, and one just Yeah, it needs flipped. to be
3: on its own. You can you always yeah. hit them all at the same time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, she needs bigger hands. <laughs> like, like I said, unless unless Stuntman Mike fucking flipped it himself just to fucking hide his car, you know.
0: That it's and true. that's how our that's how Arlene spots it. Yeah. As soon as the light comes on, Arlene spots the black Nova from earlier. Nate startles Arlene while she is smoking, and the two of them go ahead and go make out. Hey, and he's that, the
2: whiniest fuck. Not just yeah. whiny, man. That was very like it's like he wanted to get pegged. <laughs> he's like, come on, let's just do it a little bit, you know. And she's like, don't you whine when I don't? We don't do it. And he's just like standing there, like,
3: come on. That was pretty quick too, you know. They just—they're yeah. back in a. No she time. timed it. Six she minutes. said six minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She, that's she didn't right. Want six everybody, minutes.
0: Yeah. She didn't want her. A good name besmirch. It I guess. would
3: not be worth six minutes to me to walk out out in the rain, even though he had an umbrella. The ground is soaking wet, yeah. and she had—did she, had she have? She lops. had flip flops on. Yeah. No, yeah, I wouldn't go out there for six it, minutes of that. No.
0: How often does it rain in Austin,
3: Texas, in fucking summer? All the time. I, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that was the wettest. That was awful, awful to have to walk through that in my flip yeah. flops. Oh no. Yeah. I'd be no. Like, nah, I'm all right.
0: Like I, I guess we can wait. Like, yeah. That was so weird. Staggo Lee by Pacific Gas and Electric plays as Mike, as Stuntman Mike, played by Kurt Russell, eats a plate of nachos bel grande. Very sloppily. No, fuck yeah. That was
3: just very <laughs> cool.
0: Dov talks to Omar about trying to go back to the lake house with the women. Uh, the pair ridicule uh, Stuntman Mike just out of earshot as the just out of earshot of the scarred stunt driver.
2: And they're like, they're like, let's up it to Jaeger. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I like. I was Well, that was 2007, definitely. <laughs> yeah. and when yeah. everybody was like, Jaeger. Jaeger. yeah,
2: the Jaeger craze. Yeah.
0: Yep. I, I, hey, I fell into it. There were many, many Friday, Saturday nights where me and a buddy would go and oh, yeah. go to the local bar and be like, yeah, let's fucking do Jaeger bombs all night.
3: Uh, oh yeah, that's I, well. I started <laughs> years before that. I started the. I think a few years before that. And then I had a Jaeger machine in my bar by then. You know, oh, I was sure. Like, I got a freebie from a a buddy's bar, and I'm like, I will put that in my bar, and I will fill it up with Jaeger. You sell more when you can see it. Uh
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mike watches the young women from over his shoulder at his seat at the bar. Nate and Arlene return from their makeout session, and Arlene wonders about the blonde at the bar. Pam, played by Rose McGowan, and Mike discuss Pam's ride situation. Julia requests six shots of wild turkey as "Good Love, Bad Love" by Eddie Floyd plays.
2: And this is like the sixth time you see feet in this movie. Yeah, their this, feet were everywhere. This is just quitting. they were cute
3: feet, though. At yeah, least. yeah, right. It wasn't like Uma Thurman's terrible boats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he didn't care. Like that's the thing. He, he didn't care. Yeah. You got to think about it. Um, what is it? Um, shit. Uh, the the vampire movie. What was it called? Um, From Dustle Dawn. Oh, oh, yeah. That's yeah, what he's that's got. True. Selma hacks fucking feet in his oh, mouth yeah. and he's sucking tequila off. Oh, yeah. yeah. She has you know? adorable feet. Yeah. Selma, exactly. Well, yeah. She's adorable, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't, like, I never really made that connection of how big this guy is in the feet until, like, this, really, just watching this movie today.
3: Oh. Or not today I with did immediately like Uma Thur- Thurman's feet and the fact that her feet were bare in um pulp fiction and then again um constantly and there's and they're just they were okay in pulp fiction cuz you couldn't see them like up close but the, then when they got closer in kill bill I was like that's a lot of feet that's a lot I don't want, I don't like her feet they're not cute but these girls all had really cute little feet, so I had no problem with it. As long as they're cute, I have no problem. Mm.
0: Well, there you heard it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, choose your feet wisely.
1: <laughs>
0: Arlene plays the love you save, maybe your own in parentheses by Joe Tex on the jukebox as, he's, as she swivels her hips tantalizingly. Pam reveals to Mike that she and Julia went to the same school and Julia is just as mean and cold-hearted as she was then. Cut to the exterior where Julia, Lana, and Nate sit outside smoking weed, and I think Omar too. Like there's 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 a couple people out there.
2: Another foot shot. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah that this scene opens up with the, yeah. rain, the rain
0: falling down, down onto yeah. Julia's feet and then yeah. going down her leg. Um, Mike uh, goes outside and starts talking with Julia. She's like, he, Mike asks asks Julia if she's famous. Julia admits that she has billboards all around town. Mike, after almost sneezing, heads back inside where he goes to continue talking about his career to Pam and then three random
1: girls. Yeah.
0: Like two of them are well, two of them are Asian. And then one of them's
2: got to be Quentin Tarantino's like niece
3: somehow related to
2: Quentin Tarantino. It's just so
3: bizarre.
2: Could have been Rodriguez's family as well. Okay. Yeah. There's one thing during that. The, when they're outside and she's talking, he's talking about the billboards. She's like, "There's one right there." Yeah. And he looks up. He's like, "Well, we're derber, derber." And then she makes a comment that would never be made by a woman. She calls him Zatoichi, which is a blind swordsman in Japan. There's no fucking <laughs> way ever that I. I do You know who Zatoichi is as a woman.
3: I read it in the um in the, in the comments, in the com- but you had
2: no idea before, correct? No. That Zatoichi is a blind swordsman. It's a show that was on forever. It's about a blind swordsman that goes through Japan and fucks people up. He's like a fucking um um like a Ronin or something like that. No
3: woman, whatever makes sense. But these maybe comments. that's her thing. Maybe she's into that.
2: Jungle Julia uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> is that, gonna that... make a comment about Zatoichi. No. Yeah.
0: I d I didn't even know who Zatuichi was. See? I heard that
2: I heard that and I was like, what the fuck? It's is such that? a I'm telling you, it's such a rare thing for anybody to even know. And to even connect that with the blind concept, you know, is like crazy, but I don't know. Maybe sure. blind fury, because that's a little more known. Yeah, would, you know, blind a little fury rucker. Been a, good one, yeah. a little rucker there, yeah, but get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know fucking he wrote that line and that's of it's course, a good yeah. line, but I'm just saying for it to come out of her mouth, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like it's knock it off.
3: He probably should have saved that line for somebody else later on, but in his mind, he wasn't—he wasn't writing it for her. He wrote it for her to say, but he wrote it for all the the fanboys out there like yourself to hear it.
2: To fucking rage about eventually, <laughs> it's fucking twenty years later, raging, <laughs> fucking do it. I'd do it for you. Quentin, I got you. Uh, we cut back to the porch where
0: Julia and Arlene are discussing bringing back bringing back boys to the lake house when Mike brings two beers for the both of them. He addresses Arlene as Butterfly, and then recites the "Stopping by the Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening" lines. Um, which, after some him and hon and some sweet talking by fucking stuntman Mike, Arlene's like, "You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna give this dude a lap I'm dance. carrying
2: a little book for now on because yep. I feel like that was it. Just, to, just like having your name in some random guy's book and it says chicken, chicken shit. shit. Like, I bet you can do a lot with that. You know, there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of mental fucking warfare going on there that's beautiful. Even Zatoichi can see that.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice.
2: See, so there you around, go. Yeah. I would like to
0: speculate that m- there were probably 10 dudes who, after seeing that movie, did that exact same thing. Yeah. Went and bought themselves a little book and tried to remember that line exactly, beat and, like, inf- in intonation, everything. Just so they could potentially get a lap dance or or whatever. <laughs> so Arlene gives Mike a lap dance
2: to the song "Down in Mexico" by the Coasters. And this, like I said, this was one of those pivotal songs that I'm like, that's that's the thing. Even the movies you guys picked, they had two fucking songs in it. Don't play, don't fuck with me. <laughs> you know, Danger Zone and fucking Berlin for you, and then what? You fucking. What, what was my
3: it? song was a rock and roll. I mean, my movie was a rock and roll fairy tale. Thank you was very it? much. Yes, oh, yeah, it, was. it was a
0: fairy tale. <laughs>
3: yes, it was a rock and roll fairy tale. It was once upon a time somewhere else.
2: Uh, I don't remember. In another place, in another place. Sad yeah, just, as you rock, like to say, or, they were doing... It's a fucking m- rock and roll song if I've ever heard one.
3: You know, you're in trouble. <laughs>
0: We cut to the exterior of a parking lot, like quick. I, you you really don't even see the end of the lap dance, which has been they, they did that they did that in the um they'll do that again in the next half of the movie.
3: Yeah, that they did that on purpose to show yes. the, the poor editing, yeah. which I liked. Well, That's yeah. what I liked about this yes. part. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I, th- I thought a lot of that rough rough editing yeah. done on
2: purpose was great
0: because was because it just fits yeah.
2: the it just fits the theme of
3: uh-huh. the, the
0: like
2: one. yeah cut to scene not like a wipe or anything like yes. that too. It was yep. just like clean cut to scene. Yep,
0: yep. So Mike tells Pam that he's ready to leave pam says her goodbyes to arlene and julia as soon as uh mike opens the door pam now questioning whether she made the right decision and the safety of this car as she sees no no seat a roll cage and some type of plexiglass divider that has holes in it uh, for air i guess even though it's a camera seat
3: well also it might be like to hear it's only, it's, only, yeah. it's only
0: done for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's only it's only meant for this. Yeah. But if that was a real stunt car and they were trying to pull up the plexiglass or whatever, those holes wouldn't have been made in it at all. Yeah. Those, the plexiglass actually wouldn't have even been there at all. Um, I, it's probably an addition by Mike to, oh, keep, yeah. the blood to keep the from blood from getting of him. him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With that, he says, well, it's, uh, it's uh, better than safe. It's death proof. Mike explains how a car can be made death proof. With Pam now in the car, Mike watches Lana, Shanna, Julia, and Arlene drive off towards the lake house.
2: Now, right before this, well, before he gets in the car, he does that look over the car. Yes, he
0: does. Actually, that is was going to be my next one. Is that
2: a break in the fourth wall or is yep. that him looking at them? No, I that's, feel like a that's a break.
0: That's a break in the fourth wall. I I really believe that that's a break in the fourth wall because yeah. of where they were parked and the way that he was parked. Yeah. It it was it was he was he he had a view of the porch from his front window, yeah. and the girls. It felt like the that was camera centered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It 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 was a fourth wall break. That's what I believe. I haven't seen anything else that says I that, didn't see shit
2: about it. But uh, yeah. come on, they were we, already getting in their cars, and like that was that wasn't him smiling at them unknowingly. That it was, was when he got in the car where he was doing it, that. It but was outside. It was like just smiled at the camera. He
0: was smiling at the audience. Like, yeah. are you
2: ready? Yeah,
0: you ready for this?
2: This is that, a, hey. Yeah. Here we go. Yep.
3: Well, the fourth wall break that was the the Burt Reynolds thing.
2: Oh, that's probably a homage to that. Yeah, as well. that was okay. Burt not. Burt like, was then still then around, but I mean, he was—he wasn't even retired because he did that one weird movie. But um, no,
3: Quentin Tarantino's just a big fan of Burt Reynolds. He well, likes sure, to throw that sure. shit in there whenever. he Who doesn't can? Like, like
2: fucking Gator, man? Because yeah. yeah. Burt I,
3: Reynolds I, always gave us—he always gave a smile to the camera then, when then, he was about to go. You know, then, then
0: sure. that would be the homage. If, if, uh, yeah. if that—if that's the, that would then that would be the homage to it because there'd be no other reason. Because this movie is a straight homage to everything that he loved about that, yeah. and he, and that yeah. meant that meant Gator, mm-hmm. um, fucking the uh, death or uh, the Cannonball Run, like all those types of movies. Yeah. And so so if that was the if that's what uh, Burt Reynolds did mm-hmm. in in whichever movie or show, then then I would make a very very. Educated guess for myself saying that's probably why they did
2: I will it. never forgive anybody if they try to redo Gator. <laughs> I will, I will, I'm like, if I found out, I'm going to go down what, there. What if H. John Benjamin did it? He's
3: oh, a it's Sean Benjamin. He doesn't. I love him. He's not good in live
0: action though. He's animated. He's not, voice. Yeah. he's yeah. So I, I mean. I mean. If he.
2: I've wrote been one. in
3: love with him for many a decade, and it was a long time before I even saw. Well, I finally saw what he looked like in the late '90s, but sure. I fell in li- love with him in the earlier '90s. Sure. That's
2: why they made him like a talking can of soup and fucking uh, whatever. It, it, yeah. they were like, we don't want to look at your face anymore, John. I just love
3: him so very much. I still love him even in real life, but yeah.
2: No, you can't do Gator. No, why would
3: no. he No, he wouldn't do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Now in his car, Mike asks Pam which way, left or right. When she replies right, Mike tells her, ah, that's too bad, baby. You had a fifty fifty shot of either <laughs> going left or right. And if we were going left, then maybe after a while you would have started getting scared. <laughs> but you should start getting scared immediately. Like, that's a really good line. like I yeah. know I fucked up by yeah. uh, something like the First portion of it, yeah. but the last of it is a good one. Yeah. That
3: was a good yeah. one, yeah.
0: So Mike speeds off after Shanna, Julia, Arlene, and Lana. Mike, On his way, Mike swerves violently, causing Pam to slam her head against all the hard surfaces in the passenger seat of his Nova. Mike stomps on the brakes of his Nova, causing Pam to smash her face on the reinforced tubing of the roll cage, where the dashboard should be cut to the interior of the um, car of the four women julia wants to hear hold tight by dave d dozy beaky
2: mick and teach or titch Titch. i never heard that song except for this movie but i really i like that song yeah that was a good song
1: yeah i I, I couldn't it it was and
2: that fucking name is like that's a great name yeah and then, if it, you know Peter
0: Townsend had not gone into who, then it would have been Dave D Dozy Beaky, Mitch Titch, and Pete. Like I don't get that. <laughs> I I know who Pete Townsend is. <laughs> Town is it Townsend or is it Townshed? Shed? Towns Townsend. Like, I Townsend. <laughs> Eventually, Mike catches up with the the young women's car and passes them. Some some distance up ahead of the women, he turns his Nova around to face them head-on. With his headlights off and the pedal to the metal, Mike races headlong towards the girl's oncoming car. The crash scene is repeated four times to show the fatality of each of the passengers. The first one being Shanna, who is launched from the car. Lana, who experiences extreme whiplash. Julia, whose fucking leg gets amputated right at the hip area, so you see this leg just go flip flopping. That's flop. the most cautionary, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, ever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ever. Yep. And Arlene's face is ripped off and smashed by a still revolving tire as it launches over her. That was a good. Like I like
2: that effect. That was a good. That was one. awful. That was, I couldn't that, handle I that it. That scene is just brutal <laughs> yeah. and it, like. It's it's just, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. If you're into the gore.
0: Yes, if you're into that. We cut to Mike in the hospital being questioned by some detectives. And this is where we get a, we get a dual cameo. First, we see Sheriff McGraw, a character who will eventually, or no, who was in Kill Bill Volume Mm 2, has questions for Dr. Dakota Block McGraw, Mm -hmm. played by Marley Shelton, who was all? I believe it was the same. She played a doctor. She
2: yeah. was a doctor and yeah. Uh, yeah. They're in, the in same character. Yeah. Okay, okay, the, that's yeah. what I thought. She's that's the what same I thought. Character. That's yeah. what I thought.
0: Okay, yeah, she plays Doctor Dakota Block McGraw in Planet Terror. Well, I not So
2: there's season. a weird thing between the both movies is because um, the one that's she's that's who she's texting is her supposedly because there's texts going back and forth between them and they're planning on leave. She's planning on leaving her husband, who is her. The other doctor, or whatever, or something like that, in yep. the in Planetary. Who,
0: who's she texting? Who, who's so, texting? Um, Julia. Oh, I thought she was texting a, a Christian. Who's Christian? The, the, her, her, her. Uh, uh, the filmmaker that that Julia's got a fucking stiff one for. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. 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 I don't I know, know. Maybe the, I misunderstood all, that. All All the messages she was sending to Christian Simonson,
2: the film director. Oh, the one she was talking about in that one scene. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I wasn't. I'd, I don't know. I thought. But I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Okay, so okay. Scratch all that. But don't
3: I, forget that the sheriff's son is also with him in. Um, isn't he also? He's also in Kill Bill with him.
0: I didn't. I didn't see that. I. I, I didn't get. I didn't. He was see in Grindhouse. In I don't know if he was in Kill Bill.
3: I know that he took over for because the same sheriff's also in From Dust Till Dawn. It's the same character. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, okay. and his okay. son takes over for him because he gets killed in that one. So the son—that's his real son—and um, he takes over for him in From Dust Till Dawn Three or one of the, one of the oh, sequels. One that I didn't watch. Yeah, but there—that's Michael and, and James Parks. Okay, Michael okay. Parks died a few years ago, but he's a fantastic actor. Sure, he's been almost everything ever made. It seems like. I mean, he's
0: but, he's great. He played he played that sheriff character. He played oh, that yeah. that that role very well.
3: Yeah, he had that weird boat kind of almost bumbling, but not. You know, like he was he's great. He's just he's been in so many things.
2: He hides it so well because he's such a good well, character, he played, sure.
3: and he played two characters in Kill Bill.
2: Yeah, he was the Did he? the pimp. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, the okay. one he's
2: like, your pussy broke. <laughs> he smokes a cigarette? Yeah, because she has the pussy wagon. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> sheriff McGraw, who is also the doctor's father, wants to know the prognosis of the patient. Uh, she puts up a fight but relinquishes and explains the patient's injuries that he sustained. The sheriff goes on to explain to his deputy and son that what they have is vehicular homicide except that he can't prove it because the driver was sober and the victim's work. Did any of them survive? Shit. This is a direct quote. Did any of them survive? Shit. Two tons of steel, 200 miles an hour, flesh and bone, and plain old Newton, they all princess died. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that line. I loved it. It was fucking fantastic. Uh, Sheriff McGraw weighs his hard-boiled detective work against NASCAR. Guess which one wins?
2: NASCAR. 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 NASCAR.
0: <laughs> uh, cut to a title card that says Lebanon, Tennessee, 14 months later. As It's So Easy by Willie DeVille or Mink DeVille plays. Mike and his Nova pull- pulls up to Circle A. Moments later, a Mustang Grande backs into a parking spot. Mike stares at them as it, as the w- two women, uh, Kim and Lee, Kim being played by Tracy Toms and Lee being played by Mary Elizabeth Wins winstead talk about uh, their partner's kissing abilities their friend abernathy played by rosario dawson with her feet there's another feet with her feet out the window speaks up from the back seat waiting for kim lee decides to sing baby it's you by smith mike from his uh, mike from his vantage point in his nova creepily checks out the mustang and the two women He decides to get out of his car and be even creepier. But when his creepiness wakes Abernathy, Mike decides to peel out of the Circle A parking lot. Abernathy's ringtone is a kill build on. Mm -hmm. Abernathy picks up an allure magazine. An allure magazine for Lee. Um... If we have anybody that was born before two thousand and six, listening to this, a magazine was (laughs) is it was a was a type of reading material, mass produced, mass produced, yes, Hmm. uh, that had news articles and pictures in it and ads, and you could carry it around with you. And. The C store clerk oh, yeah. goes on to say that he has an Italian. That's Vogue. Nikki
3: Cat, the yes. Nicky Cat yeah, from Nikki Days Cat. In
0: Confused yeah. and Confused, and, and other other and movies as well. The Burbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: uh, cousin of William Cat, the greatest American hero.
2: <laughs> it always comes back around
3: to the greatest American hero. It does.
2: Eight, nine times out of ten, it will.
3: Uh, it yeah. always. Yeah. I can always. Com- I can. Com- I can bring everybody to the greatest American <laughs> hero.
2: Albert it's just based though. on William Cattney <laughs> and the above, what was the older guy? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Um Culp, Robert Culp. Robert Culp I is love the big Robert connector, Culp. yeah. Robert Culp was best friends with Bill Cosby.
2: See? Oh, that doesn't yeah, say much they for They were
3: him. on that show together. That doesn't of, say a lot for them. That, they, were t- they were on a TV show together. Yeah, were they? Was it a, few, s- a couple s- of Sleeping ladies. <laughs> it was called Sleeping <laughs> Sleeping Beauties. <laughs> sleeping Beauties. Sleeping Beauties. <laughs> this girl seems to fall asleep over here I just thank the Lord that Robert Culp died before he had to find out about his best friend
2: find out What if they were going he to doesn't tandem? Know.
3: Robert Culp is wonderful and he doesn't know about that stuff
2: we thought that about Bill Cosby as well I did think about it. I actually I
3: stood I for a long it took me a long time to to believe that to accept the it, it took me a long be- time.
2: to accept and believe the fact that he did some naughties.
3: Yes, yes. That I, I had needed some convincing. What if it was Fat Albert that him? did it and not him, though? It's <laughs> like, it wasn't me. It was <laughs> Fat <laughs> Albert. <laughs> it's <laughs> like,
2: hey, girl, you eat that pill right there, take a little nap, and then I'll eat putting out of your pussy. <laughs> uh,
0: so Abernathy's all in on the Italian Vogue. She's like, yeah, I'm buying it for 27 bucks, and we're all splitting it three ways. Abernathy, Lee, Kim, and Zoe head towards Kim's car after the three of them have arrived to the airport. And during this time, Mike is taking pictures of the four females as they are at the airport. Back in Kim's car, the group discusses what they will do for the next couple of days. They also discuss the dudes and dicks they have been seeing and doing quick psa i'm sure many people know this women are just as horny and raunchy as men
3: especially if quentin tarantino is writing for them yeah
0: (laughs) the group of women stop for something to eat while they talk shop we the audience learn that zoe is quite nimble agile and has sharp reflexes this will come up later zoe asks kim if she still carries a pistol kim confirms her inquiry what's she call it though it's like the new zealand version
2: of a pistol is a she, she calls it something weird. I don't I don't recall. I don't recall.
3: I just didn't hear that part. Like a
2: squeezy a- or some shit? It was Maybe. Like, it was something that weird. Whole, sure. That whole
3: conversation, I think I was texting.
2: I liked it because the way they kept like circling, and you saw Mike in the background three times. He's at the counter. Oh, is he? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't see him? I'll have to go back to yeah, that Yeah, he's scene, got a black shirt on, he all. looks at him once, but he, and then he leaves eventually, but he's at the counter, like, countered up with the, like, four other guys there. Yeah, uh,
0: I know why I didn't see it, because I was paying attention to more what they were saying and trying to just sum- it's, Yeah, you know, I was focused it. on
2: background for some reason. Yeah. I saw him, yeah.
0: Zoe gets her confirmation. Uh, Kim asked what Zoe wants to do while they're in the state. Zoe has one particular thing that she really wants to do. And that is drive a Dodge Challenger. And not only does it have to be a Dodge Challenger, it has to be a 1970 Dodge Challenger with a 440 engine. Just like the one from Vanishing Point. For the past month, Zoe had subscribed to the Lebanon local newspaper to scour for the muscle car that she has been looking for. And wouldn't you know it, someone close around here has a white 1970 Dodge Challenger with a 440 engine. The foursome end up at the residence of the seller of the Challenger, whose name is Jasper, played by Jonathan. It's either Loran or Loughran. He is a friend of Adam Sandler and has been in every Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, I saw that when I looked him up. He just it came up with a lot of Adam Sandler.
0: And he was also in Kill Bill 1. His name he is was, Buck, and he's he here a friend, He's the friend of no, Buck. No, he wasn't Buck. Oh, he, he was He was the friend right, of Buck, right.
2: Buck, yes. Buck was
3: Carradine's little brother.
2: Oh, that's right.
3: He was also in uh, Night of the
2: Comet. Oh, who doesn't
0: like Night of the Comet? <laughs> Jasper takes him to the Challenger. When Kim and Zoe see the Challenger, they both pop lady boners. Zoe tells Kim that she wants to play ship's mast if they can drive the Challenger. Ship's mast is when a rider using straps that are either attached to the frame of the car or somewhere on the, on the hood top. of the car. They they had it strapped around the uh, the, the the door frame. Yeah. The door frames. Yeah. They hold on to those straps as somebody drives at a high rate of speed, doing whatever the fuck they want. The whole point is not to fall off and die. Is it trying to feel like the wind rush against your generals? Is Some I don't something. It's it, I, I'm curious and will speculate that it's probably an old stunt thing like an old stunt driver thing mm. that this just wasn't used made to up. always see like, people
3: hanging like in a, a stunt movie you always see somebody like hanging on to the front hood of a car you know it's it's a thing like, you don't usually see them lying on their backs they're usually holding on front ways sure but um it's probably a pretty exhilarating though
0: I, i'm i'm no doubt no doubt you're 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 holding two straps mm-hmm that could could break yeah it's only leather like leather leather can be torn with enough force applied to it yeah i feel i feel like it was probably like an old stunt car driver thing Mm -hmm. or or like there was maybe somebody taught it to people from some type of uh, training course
3: yeah or Quentin Tarantino made it up. There's that. Or Quentin Tarantino
0: <laughs> made it up. Kim doesn't want to participate in Ship's mast, But after some light persuading, Kim agrees to play the game only if Zoe cracks her back, massages her feet, another feet reference, and then puts a moisturizer on her butt after she takes a shower. Uh, Megs, just... I want to ask you something. Uh, me as a dude, I've never asked any of my dude friends to moisturize my butt.
3: Yeah, we don't usually do that Okay, well, I, had, oh I had
0: a hinkling that that's not a thing that all women ask it's
3: each not other something to do. we do while we're or at our pillow play, um, okay, at, in the, at the slumber parties, yeah. Um, no,
2: okay, does she mean her actual butt, or was she saying, like, you know, they say my ass, oh. me, and like my person? No, it, Maybe it, she it literally my
3: sounded like she was talking about her butt,
2: yeah. I don't know, yeah, could be either, yeah. I mean, butt included, probably, but,
3: but, but, but.
0: Uh, Abernathy asks Zoe and Kim to explain why she can't join them, as the two of them want to go and play this game by herself. themselves. Instead, she offers to talk to Jasper to convince him to let the three of them test drive the car. That's the only way that Kim and Zoe will let her will let her come. She does this by telling Jasper that, well, not directly, but sort of like implying that Lee's a porn star. or Yeah. Something like, the well, porn, yeah, she or, did tell
3: her she was a porn. Yeah, he said, "Is it porn?" And she said, "Yes." <laughs> but don't tell her, don't talk, don't say anything to her, she's shy.
0: So, yeah, the, the threesome drive off as they scream goodbye and wave goodbye to Lee when she makes... See it. you
3: later, good looking. We'll be yeah. back to pick you up later.
0: And she says, gulp. <laughs>
3: yeah, that and that was, uh, uh, aside from the wonderful Mr. Microphone reference um, from my childhood, that was so... Um, wow, you just left your friend with a hillbilly. I know. (laughs) That's like... If that was... I mean, I guess you could see that was a Burt Reynolds reference right there because I could hear the violins going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little fiddles. <laughs> like, it was kind of, what's happening here?
0: We don't get closure on what happens we, to Lee. We
3: do not. And that was one of those things during that entire chase. I kept thinking, like, gosh, they've been gone a long time. Yeah. This is, they left their friend a lot longer than I think she expected them to. Yeah. Even though terrible things are happening and their other girls are in peril. I, sure. <laughs> I just couldn't stop thinking about, oh, my God, I do what that girl's doing right there. Mm-hmm. The great, the great uh, Mary Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, yeah, and she was so young too. Yeah, like she couldn't have been. She well, had to have been my age.
3: Well, it was. I mean, it was around the time when, when was Sky High. Like two thousand
0: five, two
3: thousand six, because she was in Sky High with um, Kurt Russell also. Two thousand five, and uh, she was playing a, a kind of a teen, but she was, playing she a was teen. adult but technically. Sure. But it was around the same time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, two years prior. Sky High was... The 05 is what Josh was saying.
3: And you know, the the Omar guy from the last sequence, he wrote... um, Bacall? The um, the guy who played Omar in the last one who went out to the car to make out?
0: Oh, no, that was Nate. 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 Nate, But he, he...
3: Well... His real name's Omar.
0: Yes, yes, yes. The, 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 the actor whose name is Omar was playing Nate. Nate. There is, there is an Omar and character. And there's an Omar character. And that was something... Andrew Bacall, I think, was
3: his name? Michael Bacall. Michael Bacall, yes. And he there. played Omar. Yes. Um. He wrote Scott Pilgrim. Okay, okay. So, which is another connection... Was in Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Uh, Omar was, he was, was one, also he, in The He was Wire. one of the fanboys. <laughs> he, he was uh, a... <laughs> He was one of the fanboys in um, Scott Pilgrim, but he wrote, he was a screenwriter, which is funny because, you know, you have all these little connections. You have all these other writers from other movies and things like that who've worked with with the females in this movie.
0: Yeah. Zoe, Kim, and Abernathy speed down a road enjoying themselves as they play ship's mast. Riot in Thunder Alley by Eddie, Eddie B. Ram or Barum, Burum. Unbeknownst to the women, Mike has been stalking them. Coming out of nowhere, Mike rear-ends Kim, causing Zoe to lose grip on the straps on the doors. Mike sideswipes Kim multiple times, nearly throwing Zoe from the hood. Zoe somehow manages to keep a hold of the hood near the windshield. Mike is nearly wiped out by an oncoming truck. Kim does her best to keep ahead of Mike, but eventually she spins out. Mike has had his fun, so he gets out of the car and thanks the women for all of the fun that they've given him. But before he gets back into his car, Kim shoots him. Kim Abernathy fear that Zoe is dead, except she isn't because thanks to her nimbleness, agility, and sharp reflexes. This is fucking bullshit. I know she would have been dead, at least broken. Yeah, you're dead, maybe not, but at yeah. least very badly injured
2: in one shape or form. Yeah, Kim I Zoe, lo- and at this point, I love the transformation of the character. For yes. Fucking, it's it, yes. it doesn't make a lot of sense, no. but just maybe his you know because he's a stunt man he's always control of the stunts the vehicles and stuff like that and for something to kind of go wrong or off the rails of what he expected he just starts like crying and whining like a little bitch yep yeah like so quick yeah Yeah. so quick
3: well he's also probably not used to actually getting hurt because he knows how to control like he's in it he's in like he's in this role yeah he does get hurt when the stuff but he's never probably never he's never been shot before well you he's, know he, he's got a scar so yeah. at the minimum and somebody broke, tried in the to last, cut him in the last scene he broke his nose he broke his finger he broke stuff but yeah he's never like the idea of he did it to himself so he yeah. was expecting yeah. it yes and this yes. is where somebody else did it to him and he's like i wasn't prepared for it sure. he, you know who knows if he takes some painkillers before the other ones who knows sure
0: know? kim zoe and abernathy decide to pursue and kill this bonker driver that chase them down the country road. Mike pulls over to treat his wound with whiskey when suddenly he is rammed from behind. Zoe is able to hit Mike a couple of times with a pipe that she had found before they took off from their spin-out. Um, and Mike takes off, and now the tables have been turned on Mike. There is a Dukes of Hazard style jump during the pursuit, and Kim keeps ramming and sideswiping Mike. Just when Mike thinks he is clear of the women, they come down from up high on the left and nail him on the back left rear panel, sending him spinning and flipping. The Nova ends up in a ditch on the side of the road, as Mike screams loudly and pitifully as the three women approach his wrecked Nova. Kim, Zoe, and Abernathy pull Mike from the Nova and commence to beat him to death. Chick Habit, by April-March, begins to play. Roll credits.
3: And I did love the ending um, freeze frame.
0: Yes, yeah. I've
3: always loved a good freeze frame. Yeah. I thought that was a great one. And um, as a child, I tried to make my own. I didn't understand how they were doing that on the television. (laughs) But, yeah, that was a good freeze frame. It made me happy. Um, uh, At the same time, I was like, wait, the end? What about the cheerleader? Yeah. Are we are we gonna go back? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's also the um, the non uh, stunt person, like not. Pro- I mean, she, she may know a little bit of karate or something like that. I'm not crazy. Oh though. sure, but for her to just drop she a crazy do, yeah. axe kick like that and destroy <laughs> someone's face <laughs> and kill them, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is the land we're living in right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah.
3: <clears throat> she got a taste of the blood.
2: She did. She got the bloodlust in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Josh, you have any final reactions for this movie or
2: I still enjoy it. I'm just I'm not on the second half. I don't know why. It's just I've never enjoyed that part of it, you know. It's just like this It's the tone is so much different. Like the like you said the coloring everything. It it's like it's very yeah. it's they're two very and it's interesting that one director can get two very different scenes like that within one movie to where it's so obvious and and prevalent. Yeah. Um i I, st- I still enjoy the movie like um like I said the soundtrack's not you get a couple songs that are notable but yeah there's a lot of in between that has like like I said they're not playing a lot of songs but they don't get that anyways for the most part you're you're gonna get about a minute of a song' 30 seconds to a minute true in any soundtrack I like a lot of that music i I think I'm very on the same point when um with Tarantino with the things he likes you know he likes like the delphonics you know like like a lot of that old like kind of uh, Motown R and B stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I like a lot of that stuff, so that's why I personally like this movie. There's a lot of unknowns that I would actually look further into because of this, and the fact that that's his jukebox that he's playing most of the time yeah. is pretty fucking cool. Like
0: that, that I, I, Man, I'm those are really fascinating. Those are
2: 45s are dropping, right? Uh, I, I think so. They look I like it because so. they were like narrow and they had the big ass yeah. hole in them. So yeah, yes, yeah. Those, yeah.
0: those are 45s, and normally you're only getting. Five six songs, songs. Yeah, maybe like maybe that, that yeah. like per side, it's real. They're, it they're singles. Forty like fives are singles. Yeah.
2: And like I said on a on a soundtrack note, I didn't want to go like everybody knows the Pulp Fiction the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Oh, uh, like yeah. I've yeah. had that, I've listened to it a million times. They're great songs. They're amazing. But I wanted to get a little outside the box, and that's why I chose this one. I appreciate it, and um, I, it holds up for me. Like it still is good, but I just enjoy that first part of it. I don't know what it is. It's like this. The scene is set so much better than yeah. the than the second part of the movie where it's just like we're bullshitting, we're whim. You know, I, I feel like th- that one has more of an empowerment to it, which I don't really care about. It doesn't affect me at all. You know, I'm I'm good with it. I don't like. i sure have your moment, but it's like these super like two of them are fucking like stunt woman. The other one's like, ah, hey, fuck the director, and it was my birthday. The maker, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you got the cheerleader who is fucking left behind. So I think there's a whole dichotomy there that we're like, we've discussed a slight bit, but we're just ignoring. And I don't really care. So it doesn't matter if it was me, but the first part of the movie just kind of resonated and hit better for me. Um, but overall, Kurt was amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? Always. Like, you know, it's, it, it it hits on an all note. So overall, I, you know, I'm going to, um, we're not rating it yet, but I'll, I'll get to that. No, we'll uh, wait. You want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back around. Okay. For, we'll come yeah. back around and get
0: your
3: okay. rating. Well with, for me the um as much as i i love the first half the looks wise and i almost wish it stayed that way throughout the film thinking about it and talking about it more i think i'm going to go with the whole they brought like like just like it used to happen the movie got better later because they brought in a better cinematographer they got more money the funds f- picked up sure um
2: maybe conceptually wise that's, that was the yeah, idea for like th- it, yeah like that
3: was the reason for that yeah. that there was an actual good reason and um, I mean, it's
2: technically. Sorry to interrupt, but it's technically a sequel within a movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. the two different mics. You know, you got yeah. an hour of each. It's almost well, like that.
3: And it was kind of like, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't really I did feel like it was two different movies, but I didn't feel like it was a sequel as much as it was just like the redemption of the at the end when he finally gets his comeuppance. But but um, the second part is still my favorite part, and that's because I love car chases, and they did some really great car chase work yeah. in this. Yeah and um and the first part i just there i i don't i love dialogue heavy films but the the dialogue was just kind of boring to me yeah. with the girls and stuff like that and the second part had i think the dialogue was a little more fun in the in the car um it, it was a better group i think handling it i don't know but um yeah i i definitely love the second part i and i as far as the empowerment i i thought i think it did you know it has that kind of like Cool chicks, girl um, power. Girl power. Um, not so much, re- not redemption. So much as just uh, revenge. Yeah. Did you like yeah. break out your? your like Brady the old Spears, t- and toxic. I did. Album? I did. And he was, like <laughs> yeah. toxic. I started thinking about Stephen Dorff, to- um,
2: toxic femininity.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: starting that. We're starting a movement. But who didn't toxic love femininity. the rape and
3: revenge movies of the 1970s? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. It it was, was, I spit it, on your grave. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was it was such a huge. Last House it was on the such, Left they, that genre made so, like so much I mean they were even making TV movie versions of them that were a lot more sure. tame you a, know a Hallmark yeah yeah Hallmark <laughs> <laughs> Rape and Revenge Hallmark um, <laughs> but it had that whole thing where you know he went after he was going after girls and doing bad yeah. things to girls and yeah. these chicks didn't even know he was doing that to other girls but they, he might just messed with the wrong girls and um, I enjoyed it I, I yeah
2: you know what I'd be interested in I liked in? it more this time for sure okay on a post thing, like, if they would have shown, like, a little more of Mike, though. You know what I mean? Make him more of this. Like, he is the centerpiece, but he's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because he's the he's the main piece. Mm-hmm. He's the catalyst the for everything. He, he's the boogeyman. But, like, give me some story on this. You know what I mean? Like, the, there's so much not there because you're not getting a lot of info outside of, oh, he was a stuntman. And he was on all these movies and all these shows. And he's like, do you even know who the fuck I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, earlier on, it's yeah. just like, no, they don't. No one knows who you're fucking talking about. Like, you got to find very specific people. No, But she you knew who fucking Satuichi was. <laughs>
3: no, the, My problem with that, though, is that the age group that he was talking to, those are people who did come up in the 1980s and got stuck watching a lot of reruns. Sure. And w- my generation, we, did wa- we didn't have the internet we didn't just turn on the tv and watch whatever yeah, we wanted to watch we turned on the television and we watched a lot of you, reruns even with cable we still got. watched reruns so <laughs> most of us did watch all of those old tv shows and if we didn't our parents were watching them in the other room and we could hear them you know so we sure. knew what was going on we knew what those shows were yeah, yeah I, I tj hooker uh, i watched tj
2: didn't watch tj hooker no.
0: the 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 uh the way that Kurt Russell was in that scene, like when he was talking about his career and those three younger women, even Rose McGowan, Pam, during that time, they all had the blank look of, what are you talking about? It's how I think us three feel talking about things that we grew up watching. Oh, yeah. To, to oh, yeah. Gen Z who look at us like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay, now I'm like.
3: Oh, Yeah. But the Gen Z, all the kids are you know, they're all they also have a computer in their hand and they could easily find it on their own yeah. without looking so stupid.
0: Yes, they could. They could. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's if that it's blank not on, it's the blank it's, look it, that just yeah. drives me crazy. <laughs> it's not on TikTok, so you know. Yeah.
3: It's like, oh.
1: Uh
0: yeah. I I enjoyed this. But I didn't enjoy writing the review because it was fucking dialogue heavy. It
2: is it's hard, like, yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's
0: hard to do. It's hard to get along. Do a dialogue heavy movie needs to be watched. Like it, yeah. it, 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 to get how good the dialogue is. I'm not even doing it justice. You can't. Like it's like impossible. The, it, yeah, yeah. Like the dialogue yeah. is great. I think there's some. I I thought it's, there were some times where they could have cut a bunch of stuff. But I don't know why they didn't, and or so, if it was, or you, if it was just more in the realm of this was how these movies worked in style. And
3: with Quentin Tarantino, there's so much little stuff in all of the dialogue that's sure. harkening back to some other movie, some other thing, some connection to something else. So you can't even—it's hard to go. You have to go by piece by piece just sure. to get everything. I mean, just in the car alone, they were referencing all kinds of stuff all yes. over the place. So you had like references to kill bill you had references to this that and the other yeah. thing so you just kind of like it is so much you have to somebody else you have to watch it and it's almost like if you want to discuss each and every one you have to have the movie playing while you're doing it yeah it's just not the well kind it's like of thing it's like explaining
2: doing. good cinematography too you know what yeah. i mean like wide sure. shots you know right. like just like seeing this progression going down the road of like you know, like, oh there's a hooker there, there's this, there's mm-hmm. that, there's a porn shop, you know, and then you're going into the nice part of town where it's Rodeo Drive and there's all this you know what I mean? Like that that kind of progression's important, yeah. but like it you can't really it's hard to explain that, you know. Sure. Yeah. You gotta see it. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, a very good um doctor. I don't know. <laughs> 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 there was one thing I thought was hilarious though, is she kept kicking his car when she was on the on the like on the roof of the car. Oh yeah. On the hood. Yeah. like Zoe Bell. She's I can't, don't get, like, get away from me. It. She's like, sure. get away get from, away me. from <laughs> me. She's kicking your car. I'm like, what, is, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I I I don't know if I'd watch it again without somebody. If if, if I if I run into somebody who's not seen it yeah. and they really enjoy it, it's like, well then you or enjoy Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. or yeah. this stylized version of yeah. movies or these stylized movies. I'm like, all right, Let's watch it.
3: It's one of those things I kind of miss the old, um, just turning on the TV and something's playing, and sure. it's like, oh, yeah. if that was on. I'd probably watch it. And now, I mean, I got we got rid of our cable. Nobody has anything anymore where you just kind of turn on the TV and there's a movie playing. You know, yeah. you yeah. have to op- have to, which I really hate about nowadays. Sure. I like turning on the TV and just something happens to be on, but it's that having to choose and. And yeah. oh, what do I want to watch? I spend more time trying to figure out what I want to watch than I actually do watching it. So, oh, yeah, I
0: get that. It. it what what is, it, is it? The what did it? What's it termed as? My, um, Brendan Fraser. No, <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just having too much. We're overstimulated. We are
3: overstimulated. And it's um, it makes me sad. I mean, we would have kept the it's just the, it was not we weren't watching enough of it to Keep it so it was expensive, and yes, um, and we had every other streaming that there was, so we just kind of, yeah. And I don't turn usually turn the TV on when I'm home anymore, um, but every now and then I think, oh, it'd be nice to just turn on the TV and not have to think about it, and something's on.
2: Uh, uh, the tombstone is on mm-hmm. it's like oh cool yeah. well, I haven't seen no. this movie in a while yeah. like, well, yeah. with, with the invention of the DVR the recording devices, is like you don't have to like schedule your life around television anymore uh-huh. and that's what started it yeah. you used sure. to have to be like okay this is on at this time I need to be home to watch yeah. it but now it's like you can record it and then it got even worse to where now you can just fucking play it any time sure. you don't even need to fucking set a device that had like storage limits and all this oh, stuff yeah, yeah. like it's just way, way different. It's than also it was that I, sometimes I ago. think,
3: oh, I, I kind of feel like watching this thing, and I go looking for it. And either I, if I can't find it, then I'm like, well, what am I going to watch now? I really hyped myself up, and I Fair. want something around the, of the same genre. Yeah. Or I start looking, and I'm like, wait a minute, do I want to watch that, or can I do better? And then I just start looking through stuff, and yeah. I'm like, why am I doing this? Just yeah. watch it. Um. I, I, yeah. And I just I. I I don't know. I, I discovered so much in so many wonderful movies and TV shows when I was younger because I didn't have the option that I have now. And I think um, I never would have become the cinephile that I was when I was, especially when I was younger. I was a much better cinephile when I was younger. That word sounds
2: so dirty when you say it. Okay. This is like filthy.
3: Okay. Um, so When I was a kid, though, I knew a lot more about movies and I was more passionate about them. And it was because I was discovering things. Yeah. Um.
2: Uh, Megan, how old were you it the first year that you were becoming a cinephile? <laughs> were you at a park or where were, you? where were you?
3: I was feeding the ducks. You're feeding the ducks? I was feeding and the like, ducks. Yes.
2: And yeah, I remember that you remember the birds.
3: I suddenly realized I was being shot in black and white. Um, yes, the birds with there. <laughs> what do they sound like? Megan? <laughs> do you remember I, uh, the screams, maybe. I do that to <laughs> This just is fucking crossroads. Right see, it's beautiful. <laughs> I do. I just, I, I I. don't think that we're ever going to have, because people have to seek out every single thing that they want and other people have to tell them about it instead of just turning on the TV, putting on the IFC or whatever, you know, yeah. finding something accidentally. In, and of course, the old video store where you yeah. had. Somebody who spent a lot of time watching movies telling you what to take home. Yeah. And that? That, that was yeah. a great time, too. Well, that think
2: w- about, like, young people that are going into, like, film school as well, too. I you know. You know what I mean? Like, sure, some of them probably learn some stuff from some great teachers, you know, who have a good catalog of knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, like, they can actually put you in the right direction. But... How long is that going to last before it's just fucking some? You know, I used to have a YouTube channel and yeah. like you know, well, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's that's the direction it's heading. So
0: and, and that's a lot of what entertainment is for. Not our generation. Well,
2: our generation it still is, follows yeah, is, yeah,
0: But for the generations that come after us, yeah. what is film going to look like, and how are they going to interpret it? Because it's not going. I don't believe it's going to be very similar to this. I think it'll go through so, something like the we've experienced where it yeah. was practical effects and CGI to you know, now it's AI. predominantly AI sure, yeah. predominantly yeah. CGI. Like they're practical sets. Are going the way of the past, yeah. Right. I mean, you'll get yeah.
2: your true blue. Like, I, I sure. want it this way. I'm going to do it yeah. this way. I think my my biggest concern is actually the Hollywood and in general, like having the agenda based shit. You know what I mean? That's Yeah. Just, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's curving all entertainment to a point. You my, know, that's my
0: opinion. But I, I I dislike studios having agendas. I don't mind the artists or the creators having their statement. Or their thesis that they're trying to portray about humanity in their movies. That's fine. That, yeah, that course, That's yeah. fine with me. But when it comes to the studio saying, this is how we're going to. Well, that's how it's always been. But
2: that's it's what I'm saying. Sure. When, it's, when it's, it's like, nope, you got to do this because we kind of need more of this. That's it really when it's hit, a problem.
3: It's But it's gotten worse. I mean, we, uh, independent film died years ago. We have not it, had real independent film in a,
0: forever. A24. A24 is, I'm going to say, probably one of the closest studios that creates independent um, content. I'm not saying that they're an independent... um, Right. No, they are, but ish. Like They've done very, very good... They've done very good stuff.
3: It's just... There used to be this huge, just independent... I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we had a really beautiful time between... Uh, the 70s to the, to the late 90s. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, that was just a really great time. Um, sure. Like, yeah, late 70s. Yeah, that's how you
2: got clerks. That's how you got a yeah. lot of these things that no one would ever Kids. give a chance. But the problem yeah. is now it's so oversaturated to where, oh, yeah, like, no, Netflix will buy that for, like, 20 bucks. You yeah. know and what I mean? Like, here's that, my idea, yeah. 20 bucks.
3: And, and that's another thing. Not that I'm big on this new Roadhouse remake, but I, I listening to what the director was saying, and that could be about any movie that he signed up to make a movie that was going to be released to theaters. And then they said, afterward, they said, oh, never mind. We're going straight to Netflix.
0: Yeah, sure.
3: And he was like, that's not what I signed up for. I said, I want it direct to, to theaters. I signed up for this. Yes. And that's the what you're going to see all the time now. Mm-hmm. That's yes. all you're going to see is just stuff that... And I, I get it. I don't like to go to the theater anymore. And it has nothing to do with um the fact that I like my home theater more. I enjoy my home theater. It's fine. Yeah. The reason I don't go to the movies anymore are the people are just assholes in the theater nowadays. <laughs> Nobody will shut their asses up. They just talk the it's entire time. Flapping. They talk on their phones. They have their phones out. Yeah. Yeah. And um and also I don't like the assigned seating. I hate it because I want to know what I'm getting into before I sit down. Sure. Oh, I don't want to bl- I don't like blind choosing because who knows? I choose my seat. It looks like a great view. And then I get, end up in there and I'm sitting behind like Mr. You know, seven foot tall yeah. or or maybe the lady who decided to bring a baby to the movie because they do that more and more often now. Yeah. Or the people who have a lot of crinkly foods that they're going to eat nonstop. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to. I don't want to sit behind. I don't yeah, want to sit you behind. don't want to sit
2: next to me. I'm a talker. I know. I'm a talker. I'm an ass. Oh,
3: like, my God. I, I
2: can't hear him. So sometimes I just go. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't
3: talk in the movies when he goes with me. He just, he, ugh.
2: I just, under my breath, I'm like, this is fucking
3: sick. <laughs> well, I haven't been in the movies with, I haven't gotten to the movies with you guys since before the, pan, the major pan, like, I guess before the pandemic. It's kind yeah. of, I, th- I think it was right before.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was, it was pretty close to it. It, it was like, an
3: amazing movie.
2: So, but one reason they're doing that thing with Netflix is because you know, a lot of those times, remember the Scarlett Johansson thing with her movie, The Black Widow? they put it out on uh, Uh, Disney Plus or something like that and she was supposed to get revenue money based on that so I think they're doing a lot of that to undercut people as well because it takes away Uh you know they're like oh that's all to us then fuck you you know what I mean so they're gonna get a lot of lawsuits and shit but then they'll under. it's still like the amount of money they're going to give is going to be less than what they would have made anyway. I think
3: so. that they're going to protect themselves from the lawsuits before they go into the they're exactly. not going to make those same decisions. Exactly. D- it's going to be mistakes. clauses yeah. and that all is. this bullshit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that
0: and that and that'll get addressed in the next strike. Yeah, because they didn't uh-huh. they didn't win that on this strike where they get they get portions or whatever, they get revenue from the streaming side. That has yet to been yeah. uh, resolved, but Um Josh,
2: what you rating? All right. Um, let's see. I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna give this four sexy lap dances. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. In khaki shorts that didn't look weird in at all. Mm. I
3: thought they were. She's cute.
2: attractive, but I was yeah. just like, it's just I don't know. The khaki shorts didn't really fit. I, don't I thought know. it was adorable. That, that, that was the style. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, like that was that was the style for two thousand. I don't remember anybody wearing I, tiny khaki I, shorts I, except I for you, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Acting <laughs> like you're a fucking pee coach. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, I like it's four. I gave it a four. I, I still enjoy it. I'm not going to pop a five on it, you know. Okay. Not popping that five. It's not popping the five. I ain't doing that. Megs, what are you giving it?
3: I'm going to give it three and a half uh, nacho grandes. Okay. Um, okay. And that is because I enjoyed it a lot more than I, I, when I first started going into it last night, though, I'm like, what the hell? This is so boring. Like, it looks good, but it's so boring. But then the second half today, when I finished it, the second half, I was like, okay. So I'm giving it that three and a half because I may not watch it again. But if uh, if it's again, like if somebody wants to watch it or if it happens to be on when I turn on my TV, for <laughs> yeah. minutes, if magic happens, then I'll watch it. So, yes, okay. three and a half Nacho Grandes.
0: Nacho Grandes. Uh, I'm going to give it three big blocks. Three big blocks. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. And it, it, the story is great. Kurt Russell's awesome. Like all everybody, everybody acts great. Mm-hmm. There, there was oh, yeah. like except out, out outside except of Rose McGowan and Tarantino. luckily
3: he didn't have to do very much.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> He's like, what's this guy's name? He's fucking stuntman Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so he fucking snorts up a whole plate of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm giving it three out of five big box. Like, and and that. The story's great. The pacing, the pacing is really what throws it off for me. Yeah. It could have been a half hour short, but in this stylized yeah. ver- in this stylized film, I understand why it, they didn't.
3: Yeah, it was all that extra dialogue that some of it wasn't it just wasn't uh, necessary yeah. at all,
0: but it was just there to, I don't know, fill air, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah. It's just like anytime you, you sit at a bar and you just sit there and bullshit with your friends, you bullshit. It's supposed to be just like bullshitting. Yeah. They should have called it bullshit proof. Yeah. (laughs) And death. Ah, so now that we've got the uh,
0: ratings out of the way, it brings us to our next portion.
2: Josh, would you like to take this? Okay, so after consideration, and this actually goes to this movie and other things, we're not going to do a whole category. We're just going to pick one movie. Yep. Um, First... The red, sun sh- uh, red sunrise shirt, the tank top, was in this movie hanging in the background. I, I missed it. Yeah. Uh, you got Kurt Russell in it. And we recently had a conversation about somebody saying they wanted a girl with green eyes. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to do Super Mario Brothers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're going to do Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I feel like we need a some little Carpenter action. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Not a great soundtrack, but the scoring is always great in his movies. Oh,
0: and this mm. and 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 Big Trouble in Little China, for a John Carpenter directed movie is a very different departure than what he did previously to that and then what yeah. he does yeah. after it. Like it is it is you you wouldn't have guessed that it was a John Carpenter movie. But except, it is, it's Carpenter yeah, really directed, like, directed, he, I'm it, sorry.
3: Carpenter really kind of like got um, Kurt Russell's career going back oh, in those sure. days. You yeah. know, like he was the the force behind Kurt Russell. What was yeah. our, our yeah. Kurt Russell? And we're
2: also doing this because James Hong is still alive at the age of ninety four. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, he, and he, he he like he looks pretty good still, weirdly enough. And he still like he was in a wheelchair, and they're like they're like do the line. And he's like, oh, I want to grow a green eyes, and like he did it all of it. I was like, that's fucking amazing. Like it just I got very excited for that. Yeah. So, um, if you haven't already. Go out and watch Big Trouble in Little China. Do you oh, know
0: where it'll be streaming at, Josh?
2: Uh, let's find out. Hold okay.
0: It
2: um, uh, looks like that's going to have to be rented on Amazon. Okay. Okay. It doesn't surprise me that it would be a rentable movie. I don't know. Do you have a copy of that? No. No? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I'm, I know not, I did. I did have I had it forever, but I... My I,
3: brother I, might have it. I might ask him. Yeah. Um, there you go. Thanks. Yeah, my brother might have it.
2: Just... The, this movie has so many awesome one-liners in it. Yes, it is insane. Kim Cattrall's in it, but yeah. blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. What? She, she's not quite fucking. I love Van- Kim What Michelle. is her Madison Vanessa? I don't know her fucking Sex in the City name.
3: She's fucking Lassie, man.
2: Who fucked Lassie?
3: Kim Cattrall is Lassie from Porky's.
2: Oh yeah, does she show her boobies? Oh. What? In Porky's?
3: Yeah. Don't didn't you ever see Porky? I've
2: seen Porkies. Was she in the shower scene?
3: She's lassie. She's that she was bang. She was one of I the I don't t-
2: remember. I know it was a bunch of dudes, and there was a, a big lady and then somebody's penis got Those pulled on. Those are the kids. Like, yeah, that's she was porno. On, she was the That was the like, porno version. <laughs> she was the, no somebody's tongue got pulled on. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She was the uh the porno
2: once someone's dick gets pulled on and then they have sex. She
3: was the <laughs> She was the like the PE teacher who came in. She was like the new PE teacher. And oh, she really? The PE coach. Oh,
2: okay. oh, uh, she's the one that fucks the coach. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, I remember a little bit now. All right.
3: And then, of course, she was mannequin.
2: She was the mannequin with
3: um, Andrew McCarthy.
2: That was McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the women's
0: name from Sex and the City is Carrie, Samantha,
2: Charlotte, and Miranda. Did I say all those names? No, you I didn't. didn't. I think I said like. You, you, I said at, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, I said Virginia <laughs> Madison. And. Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, yeah. Go watch Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, you won't be disappointed. It's a great. It's great. It's if a you fun haven't movie.
2: seen it, you your childhood sucked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you didn't know who Jack Burton was. Or you're probably still watching puppy paws or something like that. And you're a fucking ten year old kid. (laughs) Stupid kids. Which brings us now
0: to our next segment, which is Give Me the Juice.
3: Give me the juice. Megs. Oh anything new? What am I watching? Oh, I just started watching Death and Other Details, uh, starring Mandy Patankin, the great, on um what is it on? Hulu? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm watching that. I'm I am i am liking it. It didn't get good reviews, and I can see kind of I can see what you know some sure. of the problems with it are. But it's still a great watch. I love yeah. I love a Christie mystery, and this is very Christie esque. And um, and when I think about it, I mean I I grew up watching Poirot and um, sure. Mar- Marple, and um, none of those were incredibly well done. They were good. Uh, David Suchet, of course, best Poirot of all time followed by Albert Finney and um and not Kenneth Branagh at all because he's the worst ever and he's made a, a, a tr- atrocity out of I uh, like
2: the accent.
3: Oh. Sh- no, stop talking over there. Um You uh, stop talking Everything everything <laughs> Kenneth Branagh has done to uh Poirot has made me want to vomit. Um okay. so this was a, a something it was really It was something I was looking for. Yeah. I really felt like watching a good mystery and this is it. For yeah. now. For now.
0: Very cool. Yeah.
3: And uh, that girl's hot. Yes. I really like that girl yeah. um, who's yeah. playing the lead. I didn't expect some of the nudity that my to mood. happen, so I had my, my windows mood. open, so my neighbors probably think I am a pervert. But I, <laughs> so I, d- I wasn't expecting nudity. I'm not used to nudity in that kind of mo- – I just didn't expect it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, 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 it caught me off guard, but – It was a pleasant off guard.
3: Well, knowing my house and the way it's set up, uh, (laughs) all of my neighbors probably saw.
0: All the kids like.
3: All the (gasps) children saw the lesbian sex scene.
0: (laughs) Josh, how about yourself? What you been watching, reading, listening to?
2: So I've been um, kind of prepping for uh, the animated uh, X-Men 97 to come out. Okay. So I've been watching the original stuff.
3: I thought you were just fluffing your pillows and whatnot. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's what I do all the time. Cleaning (laughs) the
3: house, getting ready.
2: (laughs) No, so there's the original series that came out in like '93, and they never finished it; it got cut. But Disney picked it up, and they're they're starting it up again from there. So there's five seasons out. I binged like four of them, and it was like a lot. But it's interesting. Like it's, I mean, it's it's American animation, which is normally terrible, but. Like, I'm enjoying it because it does bring me back to, like, my, you know, when I was, like, well, up until 96 because that's when I stopped watching it because I was 16 and I fucking started drinking by then because I was, you know, that's the time. Like, that's when I drive. That's when I drink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's don't do that. Just joking. But uh yeah, don't it's do that. Rem- reminiscing about it and seeing some of the stuff was really cool and I'm, I'm excited about the new stuff. So I've been just getting ready for that, which starts up re- relatively soon within the next month or two or whatever. So, yeah. But uh yeah, that's all I've been doing. That and just playing Baldur's Gate three. Ooh. My characters gosh. are all naked all the time. It's fun.
3: They are naked all the time.
2: Yeah. They look gross though eventually. I just gotta <laughs> say that. You'll, you'll, if you play, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about and you'll get there. So but that's it. What about you, Trevor? Very what do you got? Cool.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I have <coughs> I I have a twofer. Um so I recently watched uh They clone Tyrone.
3: Oh, I saw the preview for that. How was that?
0: Fucking fantastic. Okay. I, it is a very very well done movie. All right. I'm going to check it, it out. John Boyega does a fantastic job at being yeah, um, you will completely forget that he's English. Oh, okay. Like he 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 affects an American accent
2: pretty fucking spectacularly. All right. Like, yeah, he did that in Star Wars too, though. Know?
0: Yeah, but he but that was a. The Star Wars did him bad, though. The Force like, awo-
2: awoken in him. The Force <laughs> yeah, was awoken.
0: Yeah, he was better. Than, he was. A, this director and these producers did mm-hmm. very well okay. by him in this regard.
2: Is it better than Attack the Block, dude, where he's protecting it's, the it's, little bruvs?
0: It's on par. If That's you right. like Attack the Block. Which I did. Other you'll them, you'll uh, yeah. like, you will like this. You will like uh they clone Tyrone. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um it it also stars uh, uh Paris, uh from um she's uh from the Marvels. Um um their daughter, um Lieutenant Trouble. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, if you saw if I if I showed it to her you you you'd know. Oh, okay. Um and it's uh uh Jamie Foxx is in it as well. Um and John Boyega.
2: Um, that's really the biggest names in that in, in in that movie. That's funny. Like how much stuff has came out since like Jamie Foxx had like a stroke or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, I feel like no. forty eight things have come out since he's had a stroke. Yeah, and he's doing well. Hopefully, like I don't know him, but you know, no, uh, I I've, I think I, he's doing okay. Yeah, I've yeah.
0: heard I've heard that he's doing better.
2: Like,
0: yeah. I, I don't. Know. I always He'll get
3: be weird. I always form. wonder because I hear stories. You know, you get you, you'll you'll see like the gossip stuff. Will be like jamie fox is never gonna walk again and you're yeah like, what? Well, you know like, what like he's of, walking What's that? yeah i'm pretty sure he's walking like what are you talking about
0: tabloids and sensational I know. headlines and i
3: don't it, they're not it's just like weird feed that shows up you know and it's like sure. what am i reading what is this where you know is this true
2: yeah but i'm gonna write a song for big trouble in little china i think
3: okay very it's cool a
2: really cool song like very cool. That sounds like a great or idea because they can, would
3: they would probably appreciate that. that. They, about, maybe they can add it into their soundtrack after all these years.
2: My, my seven demon bag, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then my second one. Um, I have been waiting a very, 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 very long time for this to actually happen. Three, three and a half varies. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I know. Dune part two. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's next I, week. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I I have been waiting quite a long time to see a really honest um adaptation of of his, of Frank Herbert's novel. I, I, I know I know the Alan Smithy, David Lynch movie did a very to me they did it 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 is the standard and my final judgment will come after I see part two, okay. to determine how well it holds up to the original. But I'm very excited. I, every time I watch the trailers, I get goosebumps. I'll say this: oh. the
2: leads are very similar in the two movies, like uh, Chalamet and uh, what is it, um, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. They're very they're very similar guys to me. I like casting wise. I think they did. Yeah. Pretty good job. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, so yeah, that was. Those are our hot recommendations, and uh, but I hate Zendaya. I'm gonna say, nope. <laughs> yep. um, we don't have any reviews, so we don't get to hear Josh read them. We appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. Uh, you can go out and follow us on Instagram at the Amateur Movie Review Hour. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can email me at the Amateur Movie Review Hour at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, thank you for listening, Megs. Josh, you got anything you want to plug or just say your say your outro? I don't, ha- I don't okay. have
3: anything to plug at this moment. Okay, all right. Thank well, you, well, I'll keep thank you asking, for the opportunity. Though. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Maybe to maybe in the future we'll have a um um the Princess of Senfo. <laughs> That'll be our, our new podcast we're going to do. The
1: Princess Where of Megan Sento. just sits here
2: and talks about things that happened in Phoenix or had happened and the things before they had happened. Like it's a whole past, present, future like mashup. It's going to be great. That's
3: yeah. pretty cool. I'm just looking for my crown right now. She votes. All right. Yeah, cool.
2: it's not a full crown. It's it's a it's half of a it's, tiara. It's like a tiara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's half of it. Yeah. We stopped
3: at the ninety nine. I didn't see anything good there. It, we didn't see anything
2: <laughs> yet. <laughs> so <laughs> soon enough. Yeah, yeah. as soon as yeah. I
3: get that tiara, then I'm starting this. New then podcast. you're
2: the princess of Senfo, because the, the queen Ooh. is dead. Oh. Long live the queen. Long
3: live the queen.
2: We're cheersing. Huzzah! You.
3: Huzzah! Yeah,
0: thank you, and um, uh, good, good night, and we'll. You'll hear us on the next one.
3: Sleep tight.